Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to episode 81 of Wings, Beers, and Tears, your long-lost favorite DMV sports podcast. Cheers to all you DMV sports lovers and fans and everybody and gents. It is great to be back at the table, seeing everybody in the flesh. What's going on, fellas? Jerry, how are you, man? I'm hanging in there. World traveler Jerry over there. I, don't wanna, I, don't, I can't fucking I, wait to hear the story. I stories. don't want to fuck a hey, fuck you, American Airlines. That's all I have to say. That's well said. <laughs> Jeremy, what's going on, bro? Not much. It is great to see you boys. Good to be back in the saddle here. It is. It is. I just wish it wasn't fucking a thousand degrees outside. Well, Jesus Christ. Here. Thank you. Thank you fucking for the air conditioning, Jerry. <clears throat> it hurts my fat. <laughs> I know the feeling. Good Lord. So... Uh, we're are gonna, we're just going to throw a bunch of uh, local sports topics at the wall tonight, talk those, because there's very little live sports action at this stage of the summer. <laughs> that this we is, care about. Yeah, that we care about. <clears throat> I mean, nationally, you got the NBA playoffs are still going on, which is unfucking believable to me. They are? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's 2-2 in the, uh, in the finals. You're, the juggernauts, Phoenix against Milwaukee there, Jerry. That's your, that's your finals sick, matchup. I, I knew that was the finals okay. matchup, but I just forgot that. But I'm sure it's being watched by tens of people. It's got, I think, the worst ratings they've ever had. Yeah. Well, whatever. We're not going to talk about that shit. Um, although, you know, a former Terp there, a couple former Terps. So, you know, go Phoenix. Javon yeah. Carter from, from West Virginia plays for Phoenix. So oh, yeah, right on. Yeah, you know I what? So, does, so, so officially we're a Suns. Yeah. So, you know, we're, yeah. we're supporting the Suns. I don't like Greece. So uh, <laughs> I don't know why I don't like Greece. There's no particular reason I don't like Greece. But I don't dislike Greece, but Giannis is fucking good, man. Oh, of course he's good. Jesus That's Christ. Good. So uh, what we used to say about Coach K. If he sucked... I wouldn't hate him, right. like Sidney Crosby. If right. he was, if he was like shitty, I wouldn't waste my time. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. So we're not going to talk about the NBA. That's our, that's the extent of our NBA no, talk. But that is it. actually still going on. Go Suns! You got Major League Baseball going on, obviously. Um, I, I guess we can touch on that just a little bit. Nats are six games back as they start the next stretch here post All Star break. I don't see any way they make up six games and then nine in the in the wild card, right? Yeah, I mean, they've had some nice runs, but the, it's, it's just a lot blah. of ground. It's well, blah. Yeah, division's bad enough. They got a shot at the division still, I would say. I guess, but that's a uh, lot of games to, to make up, man. Well, and they're still racking up injuries. Now Castro's got his DV issue, so who knows what's going on there. Yeah, um, it's weird. So, so don't, don't expect you know, much. But. Hey, go Nats. Um, I, for one, I hope they're not sellers, per se, at the trade deadline. Because um, I just I, I don't think... I don't think selling in baseball yields much of a return, especially in the immediacy. Um, well, I think when you're as close as they are, too, if you're a bad team, it's fine. But they're not really bad. They're, they're not just bad. mediocre. Right, right. So so go Nats, go O's. Um, but oh, we're, we'll be watching casually at yeah. best. That's shout about out it. to uh, Trey Mancini for his performance. Oh, hell yeah, dude. That was derby. fucking cool was as shit, cool. man. You know? Um, all right. So we are going to get into some Caps talk because – as the NHL uh, Stanley Cup Finals just wrapped up, and, and shout out to the Tampa Bay Lightning, Great back-to-back champs. Performance. Very, very They're impressive. Badass, dude. They're so good, so good. Uh, Montreal gave it the old uh, college try there. i got to give them tons of credit. Everybody's like, oh, they're not good enough, they're not good enough. Hey, they made know. it to the finals, and they were competitive. They, they, they were stole competitive. one. They weren't competitive. It was funny to, to listen to uh, Kucherov say <laughs> that, that he was laughing at the Miami fans for winning game four. And acted like they just won the series. Yeah. That was – I mean, there's nothing better than Russians who win the Stanley Cup and then give press conferences afterwards. Those, man, i got to tell you, dude, does anybody man. party uh, sports-wise like NHL players? No. no. God damn, they're legendary. But really, the Caps started it. You know what? In this modern era of – 
clickbait and just every fucking thing you do is on the internet or whatever else, the Caps really did make it like this interactive party. Yeah. And then St. Louis followed, you know, in kind, and then Tampa back-to-back years has done the same thing. Hell, Tampa dented the cup this year. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> um, but you're right, man. Those those Russian <laughs> Russian hockey players... When they're in the off season, and, they and, go fucking hard. And and when like they're not, they don't have to be professional anymore. No, like they've just oh, they won just the talk cup. Shit. They just yeah. talk so much shit. I think it's hilarious. It's awesome. I think it's great. Um, so with right. that being behind us, the off season starts right away because you've got the expansion draft. So this is a unique year. Um, the rules are similar to when Vegas came into the league but they aren't nearly as prohibitive, I think, for other teams. And I think the Kraken is going to be a solid roster, but I don't think you're going to see... Like a, like a Vegas. <clears throat> right. You're not going to see like a super team here emerge. But they're going to be very, very good. Um, and I, for one, am just super interested to see what our caps do and some other big names from other big teams. Because on the way to this expansion draft, the offseason, free agency, et cetera, we've already seen a shit ton of buyouts league-wide yeah. from some vets. That some, some vets, some of those guys are linked to the Caps. A lot of teams, a lot of teams are going, well, wait a second. I can get you know, an aging veteran who was once on a cost-prohibitive uh, you know, contract. Now I can get him for a cost-controlled contract because he wants to still play. I think for me, <clears throat> what I'm hoping the Caps are doing is being very transparent with their, with their personnel in terms of who they're going to expose. I don't want to see any bad blood because this day and age, there's no fucking like, secrets anymore. So apparently, Bill Guerin in Minnesota, who I love, I think he's, I, he's a great player, a awesome GM, I, I, I love him, but apparently he didn't tell Ryan Suter that they were going to buy him out. And he, until he got hung up on. And Suter fucking hung up on him and was pissed. I was like... How does that happen in 2021? I, I, I don't understand. It's not like Garen is some little front office guy who's five foot ten and fearing for his life. He's a fucking ex-NHLer. Like, physically, emotionally, like everything, he's a tough son of a bitch. Why would you hide that until... I, I don't get it. So I'm really hoping we don't see anybody exposed that comes out of left field. Then let's say they don't get drafted, and then they come back right. and go, fuck you, I'm not playing here. Right. You know, I just don't want to see that happen. Well, I mean... To that end, I mean, you know, you hear Ryan or Suter is uh, connected with the Caps, at least tangent, you know, he's been speculated. Yep. And Tarasenko, same way. So I've, I've heard the old Tarasenko for koozie swap. Basically, they're disgruntled Russians and you swap positions and maybe they find a, uh, you know, a isn't rebirth Tara, on the other side. Isn't Tarasenko old? I don't know a lot about mm, him. Other not than particularly. He's okay. probably a year or two older than Kuzi. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. I think Kuzi's days are numbered, man. I really do. So we talked about it long ago on uh, our last episode. Last episode. You know, but I, okay. Let, so many people are saying so many different things. We just don't know what's going to happen. Of course we don't. Well, tomorrow's the big day in terms Correct. of the uh, protected list. Exactly. So tomorrow we know a whole lot more in terms of what comes into focus. But again, just because you're not on the protected list doesn't mean they're necessarily going to be picked up. Right. There's only one. Exactly. Only one team, so. so I just hope that the guys that are on the protected list have been given forewarning. It makes sense, and they're willing to part with whomever does get picked. You know, just from the little bits and pieces I've heard, it sounds like McClellan's been very honest with players on on that front. And that's something that um, I've always admired about him. He seems like a very stand up guy, um, and I hope that continues in this entire process. Because you know, because I think Oshie even said he said when we did the exit interview, he said I was not going to be. He said, I was going to be protected. I mean, right. 
was going to, was that's what, I, if he, oh, she was told, and he said recently he has not been told different, so mm-hmm. he doesn't believe different. So we'll and see. I think that the, the smoke on Oshi is coming from the national press. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's like a last summer story that never went away. Well, what though- you have is you have the fucking mouth breathers up in Toronto and, and, and various parts of the country that just they get their rocks off writing bullshit hockey stories because, you know, they have loyal you know readers right. and listeners or whatever. But they're going, you know, wouldn't he be the perfect face of an expansion franchise, right? Charismatic, young. Yeah, absolutely. All that's great. If but- he's exposed, he's taken. Oh, 100%. Uh, I think but, so. Yeah. But again, the Caps have basically put their chips into his basket. They, they, they don't want to move on from him. He's been told as such. Right. So all the smoke out there, I think, is just that. It's like Jer- Jerry's analysis of you know NFL offseason. He's like, it's all just fucking lies. It's, right. it's yeah. all, you know. <laughs> well, if they were, I mean, you know, they're doing a partial, you know, I even want to call it partial retool. Because um, obviously Ovi and Backy are going to be here. I think if they were going to be gone for whatever reason, which is not the position they're in, then sure, you get rid of an Oshie too. But that's not the case. He's going to be one of the younger of the core still, honestly. Yeah. And I mean, no, obviously sure. they want to get younger this off season. So I don't, I mean, again, that was a last summer narrative. I think that narrative has gone away. I think so too. Um, I think if there's an interesting one, it's Koozie because you still got to then, well, you lose him for nothing. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, again, I think they know though is the bottom line. This might not mean much, but basically they know if they want to keep him or not. If they do, they will. If they don't, they won't protect him. Simple right. as that. And right. they know internally what they want to do. And I don't know, but I don't know what that is. So, I'm going to put my uh, my Todd GM hat on and say I, I I don't know if any of these numbers make sense or anything else. I would I would hate to see a guy like Dylan go for um, his intrinsic value, but it would not kill me to right. see Dylan get picked up. It wouldn't kill me. He's replaceable. Um, exactly. And there there are a bunch of good dudes around the league. Correct. Right. We and can't get tied down to the emotionally. Bingo. I mean, you, you can't get tied down to he's a good locker room guy because there's 50,000 good locker room guys. Exactly right. Especially in the NHL. Especially in the NHL. And now with a lot of these decent veterans getting bought out and that are now available. I mean, what if you get a guy like Yandel on a two-year deal for half as much as what Dylan's making? Right. You, you do that in a heartbeat. That's you know? what, yeah. And those guys are available now. Yep. You know? So I, I think the dominoes are gonna are, are, have already started to fall. Tomorrow's protected list tells us another story, and then once the ultimate crack and draft happens, then you're gonna start to see and and the roster is gonna come into focus as to what this team's really gonna look like. I I don't think I mean I, I was intrigued by the I mean Oshie's my favorite player, but I was intrigued by getting rid of that. You like him better than Tommy? Yeah. Wow. Um, because he's American. That's true. Know. Tommy's basically American. He is. Yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong. I like Ontario's him. But, America. but uh, Oshie just seems to be like an all-around good dude. Nah, he's a fucking man, dude. Um, but Oshie's my favorite, but also it would be intriguing to get rid of that contract. Um, but he was coming off, at least statistically, one of his better years. I mean, I think he was on pace to score 34 goals if he'd have played, mm-hmm. the, you know, an entire – and that's a, that's a fucking hell of a and – he, oh, and he's a tremendous. leader. So yeah. in that aspect, maybe that's not – they're great. I mean, you know, you have the bottom guys like Dowd. Right. He'll, you know, that that's what was on the junkies. They were talking about, you know, they had this conversation and it, the the consensus was um, you know, Dowd, another fourth liner, I can't think of his name and but but nobody where it was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe they well, exposed the, him." The Dowd, Haglin, Shea, yeah, Haglin. You know, that those types. Yeah, yeah, but the problem there is and Jeremy brought this up on the last podcast was if you lose a guy like Haglin or Sheary, especially or Dowd, you've got cost-controlled third and fourth liners 
those are the guys you want to hold on to if you can. Absolutely. You know, I, there are always I, adverse consequences to every. There's course, always a course, flip side. Of course. But yeah. those guys, I would, you know, like I said, they're third and fourth line guys around the league that you can plug in. And, you know, it's always, it's, it seems to be when we get something like, oh, you know, we can't let that go. We can't. But every team has sort of, we can't even get out of the first round. So obviously, people have some things that are better than us. Sure. You know, you know, and, and at the it, end of the day, I think Vanacek's going to be exposed. Mm-hmm. I think Samsonov's going to stay, and the yep. key to the future of the Caps really is his development. Does he <clears throat> develop into an elite goaltender? Because that is that is the one person who can elevate them higher than anybody absolutely. Else. I mean, look at what was it six seven years ago in the Tampa organization. They were really rising. They were really good. They they, they were well put together. And what you had there was Ben Bishop. Mm-hmm. Uh, who couldn't stay healthy but was considered elite, and then you had this unproven Vasilevsky kid. And fast forward five, six, seven years, Vaz is the, the, the best goalie on the planet, and it takes time to develop those goalies, you know? But you've got to find yours, and you've got to cultivate it, and you've got to develop it, and then you've got to hope that his prime me- meshes with your team's prime. And I think that's why when we let Holtby go, I was okay with it because yeah. we had Holtby's best years prior to the cup and then the cup run. Right. And the time was right. The time was right, you know, and I think they were able to cultivate Vaz in the in the perfect time. They had a window that they thought they had six, seven years ago right. um, when they lost to Chicago right. in the finals. Yep. And again, Bishop couldn't stay healthy. They didn't know what they were doing, you know, <clears throat> and that kind of thing. And they, I think they thought at the time we just fucked up. We just missed our window. When the reality was, you just don't know what's coming down the road. And when you get when you get the development of a young stud goalie, and that meshes with some of the other roster coming into place. Now you've got a recipe for success. And so yes. I think Jerry's dead on. I think I think Samsonov's development is really kind of all the other stuff we're talking about is obviously important. You know, Ovi getting a new deal. Which of the high price guys do you let go? Is it Kuzi? Is it Dylan? Is it one of those other guys? But they're almost like fringe players when it's all said and done. Because if you don't have a stud number one, you're not going very far. And look at Montreal in the finals. I just said good, good on them. Everybody's like, oh, they gave it the old try. You know, they weren't that good. Well, Price is probably the second best goalie on the planet, number one. And they were built from the back and from the center position out. Yep. And their, their D is mean and nasty and big and strong. Their centers are good and veteran laden. And they got some young well, speed. And that's, the, you know, you don't have to be flashy to make it far the in the built playoffs. For the playoffs, cliche. Big bingo. They, they could barely win a game the regular season, yet they. You know, made it all the way to the Cup final. So, well, um, I guess maybe I have a different. This is we're we're for me we're a long way away from the Stanley Cup, and we've had our roster is basically not elite elite anymore. Right, it, it's it's just not. I mean, we can't even get out of the first round. Well, so. It's interesting because I, I saw something about Joe B had been talking to hear about this yeah. on some pods. Like, obviously, I can't reveal. He's like, this team had no chance this year. They were just injured. Period. Right. Well, I I, I get it. I mean, maybe right, but right. but. All I know is what I've seen in the past two years, we're not even close to being like Tampa. So uh, that, in a, that, that, though, that performance has made me not really care who goes or stays. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, No, I, I'm with you on that one. It's yeah. kind of like our, our conventional Major's wisdom. Major's with me too. Uh, exactly. Our conventional wisdom on how, how we're built kind of goes out the window at yeah. this point. Because like if we it, lose Kuzi, I don't really give a shit. <clears throat> Two yeah. years ago, I would have been heartbroken. Now yeah, I'm no. with you. I, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I mean, I want to keep. I want to keep Ovi because I like. I like getting off of work and coming home and watching a game 
on my phone exactly. that is <laughs> that is a big game and hopefully some milestone can be set. Yeah. To say that I have seen I am seeing something that a lot of people don't get to see, mm-hmm. right? But other than that, even Oshi, I mean, you know, my wife loves watching his Twitter and his kids and He's a great fucking dude, mm-hmm. but at, and I'd be disappointed. damn good golfer too. By yeah, the way, yeah, I'd be disappointed, but it's not like I would be like once the season started, I'd still be all right. See what they can do, right? But because all of that you is replaceable. Mm-hmm. Everybody is replaceable, with the exception of the goalie. You, I mean, there's so much stock, and I hope Sam Sonoff realizes how much he means, and he starts to take it fucking seriously. Yeah, because if he doesn't, and he doesn't start acting like a professional on and off the ice Mm -hmm. at all times, then he's never going to live up to his potential. True, true. And I Um, think if if he's like Ovechkin, that's great. If he's like Kuznetsov, that's bad. Yep. Yeah, he needs to take the Ovi, and I'm going to throw Orloff in there as well. Orloff is like a fucking workout machine. Right. You know, they're all Russian, so they're fucking crazy, right? Right. But Orloff is that guy that, like, on vacation, he's like, um, I need to bring my dumbbells and I need to do whatever else. And he's just like out in the woods doing Russian shit or whatever. Samsonov needs to take that approach. Not the koozie's like, oh, what club's open? Sweet. All right, let's go. VIP box. It's, the, it's the old. And <laughs> I don't much. If I was a player, I don't know which one I would be. I'd tell you which one I'd be. Right. I'd be the one. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, dude, but if I, if I had the money, Al- I'd be like going to fucking Dre's in Vegas every night. During the Allen Iverson told the story. <laughs> he told a story when, when he would. They were Philly was playing out in L.A. Playing, and he and Kobe Bryant went to dinner, and he they he got dropped off back at his hotel. And Kobe and Allen said, "What club are you going to?" He said, "Dude, I'm going to gym." Yeah, and he was like, "What? We have a game tomorrow." He's like, "You want to come to gym with me?" Now and I was just like, "No, man, I'm, I'm going to the, to the club." <laughs> and he's like, he said he couldn't believe it. Kobe Bryant dropped him off and yep. went and went to the gym and started working out. It's crazy. It it, 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 it takes all kinds, right? Yeah. And everybody has their own path. But I'm with you. I think Sam Sonoff. I think it's they're going to make it clear to him he's their number one guy. Well, he doesn't know it already. I mean, he's got to know. I, I, you well, would I mean, think he and his agent would know. But well, you heard what happened. Basically, they said, no, you're not going for the world championships because you're staying here. And I'm pretty sure that was about a three-week, like almost boot camp of this is what we need. This is what you need to do. Are you on board? I did hear you know that. I mean? I, I, I've heard it corroborated now a few times, so I yeah. think that actually did happen. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. putting a little more on that. We basically said we want to get him focused properly for right. his offseason so he's ready to go Because obviously year. in the offseason, he's not focused enough. He does stupid shit. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, hate to use, I hate to use the young card, but since he's become an NHLer, we've had COVID and nothing but fucked up schedules. Well, I mean, and you know, being else. on a being on an ATV as a pro athlete, doing <laughs> crazy shit that he was doing, it's not like he was driving leisurely down a freaking right path, right? He was probably doing some crazy off the fucking road shit, right. jumping stuff, and you know. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what they do. On paper, they will be solid in the regular season. They will be solid, but can we get? I, I just think this. We, we the, the mojo needs to change. I think it does, and here's why I have a little bit of optimism. Here's the optimistic Todd coming out, Jerry. <clears throat> I really think La I miss Violette, that guy. <laughs> I really think Laviolette is going to embrace this full season now. Actual training camp, real roster, known quantities, no more bullshit, no more you know this and that. Going to have fans in the building. I really think he's going to embrace that, and we're going to see what a professional coach and team that he puts out there you're right and 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 i'm not not optimistic i'm just not drinking the kool-aid mm. like i would after the you know well, these the, guys the roster's know. not good enough to drink the kool-aid yeah, right. you can't right. you can't right now you just can't right. so. so 
what type of return do you think in a perfect world, let's say in a perfect world, you could get for Kuznetsov? Are we I, talking I, prospects? Or are we talking I, legit I, NHL superstars? I'll let you go, I, Jeremy. I guess I, I would say you're you're going to get it. You, you need to get a player back. This team is not in a place, especially at forward, skilled forward, to just let one go. Um, now, Mike McMichael could step up and take that role, but I, I think the real depth on this team is, is on D and mm-hmm. on and in, in terms of checking forwards. I don't think it's there on, on top six. So I think you need something back. You know, probably center, but they're hard to find. That's why the Tarasenko swap, which I'd be fine with. I wouldn't care if they did that. But it's almost like, does it really matter? They make similar money, and they're about the same age. They produce, I would say, similar. Maybe that's not really accurate. They both Mm -hmm. got their cups. They performed in the playoffs to get those cups. You know, so I don't know if there's any point in doing that. But, I mean, I I get it. I think a lot of it depends on what happens with the expansion draft because – it depends who you lose. You know, what salary do you lose in the expansion draft? Do you lose Kuzi if they expose him? Do you lose Schultz? Do you lose Dylan? Because those guys, that clears enough money that most of the things you want to do, you can probably get away with, or at least it's enough to, to keep, you know, or to, get, to sign OV and stuff like that. You don't have to worry about anything if any of those salaries move. Right. And I think it's a, two, it's a two-tiered thing, right? <clears throat> As it stands right now, I don't think the market is great to get an awesome return. On Kuzi. I think you're right. Because teams know that the biggest benefit of moving him for the Caps is the salary dump. Right. But that being said, he's a top one slash two center. You're going to get a player back. That, that That's a must. Right. The, well, the problem is ter- with Tarasenko, he's so injured. I mean, he, he is injury prone. He's played 34 games out of 127 in mm-hmm. the past. So yeah. it's like. Yeah. Well, do, you, do yeah. you really. do you? I think you need to get a better risk versus reward pro- I mean, player from Kuznetsov. In theory, 100%. But one but, of the things heard recently about Tarasenko was he's one of the reasons he wants out is he doesn't like the way the Blues handle his injury. It's basically a th- third time's a charm in terms of getting right, it fixed. Right. And so now he's fixed. We just don't want another fucking Martin Erat situation. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? What situation's that? Yeah, I know. It was a great trade. <laughs> You know, we well, just I mean, don't, I don't want to tra- oh, 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 trade of, oh, in terms of a trade. Well, I, was the, like, I mean, the only comparison is that it's a trade. Yeah, but. pretty much. <laughs> I think. Well, I mean, you're trading a good player for a dude who. Well, just but Tarasenko's, comes. I mean, world's better than Erat ever was. Yeah, yeah, but when when they traded for Erat, he was good. No, no, he wasn't that good. nobody, he was nobody a, panned. Yeah. I don't remember anybody panning that trade as being a disaster that it turned out to be. Oh, it was a complete no, it was, disaster. It was very it was a, but I don't when it happened, I don't remember yeah, anybody. Me. Uh, that's one of those I didn't care about because it was a prospect for a player. And it is, you know, and, and Forsberg's obviously become a much better player than Erad ever was, but Forsberg's won what? Wasn't so, Erad a pretty good fucking player? Didn't he, he have was. like twenty five goals a season? He, he was, was more good, of an yeah. assist playmaker yeah. guy, but he was like he's like your twenty five, thirty five guy and yeah, Forsberg's I mean, more like a thirty five. Then he came here and guy. he was like a four six guy. And then he hurt himself and did yeah, something he'd, else. But. He'd always skate with his fucking mouthpiece out of his mouth. It was yeah. a, it bothered me. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, that was a mess. But that's what I'm saying. You don't want to get raped like that. No. Well, true. And and that's why I think the trade value for a guy like Kuzi, and I could be completely wrong, but I think right now there's really nothing. I think you got to wait for the expansion draft right. and the draft to happen and see what the rest of the beginning of free agency looks like because 
if you go to trade him now, I think you're in a desperate. You're not in a position of power if you're the Caps. Well, I mean, McClellan People, knows what he's doing. He'll correct. trade him at the correct well, time. He'll. You well, you know. make sure wonder. Does anything happen? Because I don't know what time they really have to release that list tomorrow, whatever it is. But I have is no there idea. Any chance anything happens between now and then? I kind of doubt it at this point. I highly doubt it. Um, but I guess as soon as the lists come out, and it's fair game at that point. Sure. Um, I mean, I don't know if anything's going to happen with, you know, with Seattle. Because all like all those trades that you know, that um, you know Vegas made to mm-hmm. say okay make this trade we will take this guy instead of that guy all that kind of stuff right I have no idea if that's going to happen this time obviously teams are more prepared for that and again depending on who is exposed and who gets taken depending on um, how the salary cap situation works itself out with Ovi's new contract with a few of the other things we have going on maybe they think it's in their best interest to keep Kuzi for another full year and let Laviolette do his thing with him and go, maybe. hey, I'd be, su- I'd be surprised. Well, I'd be surprised, no. too. I'm just saying that a couple weeks ago, I thought that was like uh, no no way that was going to happen. Now, that could be plausible. Well, that's why depends, I said what I said earlier know? about they know what they want to do. I don't know what that is right now, but they, it, I think it's black and white for them. They know, and we just don't know what the answer is right mm-hmm. now. And I think it's pretty simple, honestly, because if I they, think you're right. Yeah. Obviously, if they don't yeah. know, we're fucked yeah. because <laughs> Good I point. mean, they better yeah. have a game plan of what they're doing. But I think they, they either, <laughs> they, either <laughs> they either trust them or they don't. If they're yeah. having this conversation right now, <laughs> the same time we're having this, yeah, podcast, if they're taking notes right now. Yeah. So what do you guys think? Yeah. <laughs> we're completely yeah. fucked. If, if I like trust, Oshi. I like him. If you trust them, it's a no-brainer to keep them, and you've got your really your one C, and that's good. Yeah. If you don't, they're trying to figure out the best way to get rid of them. You're right. I mean, Todd, you, you are right that, that Laviolette, I think, is a professional, obviously, elite coach. He's a hell of a lot um, better than Reardon, right? Right. <laughs> um, and and McClellan, is, McClellan is a competent GM. And together in that war room, you have to think they have a plan. Right. And whether or not it's the correct, we'll find out. But sure. it's, it's, they, will, they have a plan and they'll execute it. Yep. So. And, and both of those guys are stand-up guys. Whatever the plan is, if it does go south, I think they're going to take the fall for it. They're going to go, yeah, you know yep. what? We, we, we put our chips into this you know, area, and it didn't work, and, and you know, we'll do our best to get our way out of it. We'll, so. we'll, see. we'll see what happens, man. We'll see. I, I, for one, so seeing the preseason schedule already released got me. Get, get you a little bit of a chub. I'm like, damn. I got you. It feels like fucking old times. And then yeah. seeing like all the, all the, hey, season tickets are up for grabs. We're going to be a full house. It's like, <laughs> shit, man. And then... If Todd texted me and said, hey, I'm getting season tickets again, buddy. What games do you want? I would take Holly to the woodshed. That would have been it with the preseason. I mean, that would have gotten me back in the old days. Got so the old so Todd getting season tickets and Jerry's life just turns for the good. Yeah. <laughs> so what, if I got that, hey, what, what what games do you want? If I got that old text, that was some fucking good shit, dude. Those, Those were really good, good old days. days. It helps if you remember which ones you asked for. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. <laughs> Double booked yourself so many times. Um, I'm a fucking idiot, dude. Do you expect anything more? for me of course not that's why we love you bro oh shit so hopefully next week when we're sitting down you know shooting the shit we're gonna have a whole lot more like you know ammo and info on what (laughs) you know what lies ahead there's gonna be a ton of questions i just really if any of the capitals players or management are listening to our podcast i just really (laughs) need i just really need you guys to be good i know (laughs) because my life is so much better when you're good and when you're there's no better feeling for me I mean, maybe there is, but 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 generally, <laughs> sports wise, there's no better feeling for me than when the Caps score. You know, there's a minute left in a game that they're that they're that they're moving on. You know, it's like you feel so much fucking relief. Oh, yeah. I'm actually watching the game. I'm getting ready for pregame. You know, for postgame, and now we're scouting the next round. Jerry, yeah. 
you were you were harkening back to to better times when we were heading down to you know Cap One Arena every every you know two three times a week sometimes. Yeah, and I'd uh, you would stop mood? in the middle of the intersection. I'd get out and go take a piss because <laughs> Jeremy makes the strongest fucking Bloody Marys <laughs> in the history of the world. They're delicious. <laughs> they are. They are really good. I I swear to God though, my mood would be dictated. Uh, during the week about how the Caps were that week. If they had like a shitty week, I would be an asshole at work. I'm like, Dude, oh my God, this, this is the like, worst. I cannot watch a game because <laughs> I'm a psycho. Like, I I hate losing. And they're not, it's not me, right? right? It's the teams I'm cheering for more than I like winning. It's like Holly's yeah, like, no, you're when, right. when your teams win, you're just like normal. When your teams lose, you are in the shitter. <laughs> like, you know what you do? And I do the same thing, and I think Jeremy does it too. When our teams win... We have that little moment of like fleeting like joy. Relief. It's like, oh yes. And then we're like, shit, this is who we have next week. Yeah. You know, it's like what a defeatist fucking attitude. You know what I you do? Know? Like when Andrea Wa- rags on me all the time. She's like, You're an idiot. When Washington Wa- when, when wrong, Washington <laughs> wins a game, the football team, it makes me mad that they sucked for so fucking long. <laughs> like when they win an unexpected even, game. Like, enjoy the, the- like how the like how the fuck did you just lose to the Giants? You just beat the Steelers and they were undefeated, and you can't beat the fucking Giants. I mean, that's that's exactly what I say at four oh six when they win at four oh five. That's accurate. I can't believe that motherfucker went for two, right? That's like, I mean, oh, I'm such an asshole. No, but you're right. I mean, it's hard to be like a thankful fan when, when you care that much. God right? Damn, because so much doubt creeps in. Every single time. I can't remember when West Virginia won a big game, but when they win a game, I'm like, I, I can't believe they won that game with that fucking shitty quarterback. Like, I can't <laughs> even give that guy credit. All right, so that 20, guy. He's top 25. That top oh, 25, my God. Jared. His dad must be the editor. I can't that was sporting stre- news, right? Yeah, I can't stress how bad of a fucking quarterback he is. He's how fucking terrible. How do you pronounce terrible. his name? Is it Dogie? Do- I don't know. Doge. Doge. I just say Doge. Doge. I just say motherfucker usually <laughs> is what I say. But no, I mean, I don't want to rag on the kid, right? He came from Bowling Green, so I guess you can't expect him to be like, you know, some Alabama quarterback. But no, but you get diamonds in the rough all the time coming from those smaller schools. I mean, that happens, right? The guy cannot throw the ball more than 20 yards. His shoulder's all jacked up. You know what? He's, he's going to put, right? put up 404 touchdowns week one against Maryland. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, we'll see. All right, let's go. Let's talk some football. You, you guys it. want to go NFL or college first? Can I, can I just say that uh, Brandon Sheriff did not sign a long term deal, he which means he's going to be an unrestricted free agent, like which means back. we just sent eighteen million dollars on a fucking guard that's not coming back. They couldn't have fucked that up worse. I'll say no more. <clears throat> I would like you to say more because I'm very confused. I, I laugh. I laugh <laughs> every week when we, we talk about this because it drives you insane and and it just it makes me it, it makes me chuckle. I'm a logical guy. I understand how contracts work. I, I, I get the business of sports. This doesn't make any fucking sense to me. He's a guard that plays 12 games a year. <clears throat> He's a guard that plays 12 games a year. So the franchise tag affords him the opportunity to make $18 million. Yes. So we've decided that he's worth keeping for a year without getting anything in return. Well, well, wait, well wait, here's the thing. What's our compensation? if A third-round pick. As of right now, but we don't know who we're bringing in next year, which that, right. you know, but right. right now it's a third round pick. So I think they could have gotten a second round pick, but more importantly, I think they could have gotten two or three starters for what they paid him. And I mean, I, you can get a guard to play decently for like $5 million a year. Well, here's the deal. $18 million for a guard seems absolutely ridiculous. There's no disagreement there. 
But I think that, you know, at least for this season, the fact they're so far under the cap, I don't know that that matters is my only counter because otherwise it's just it makes no sense. Uh, they, See, need that's, that's, they need that's linebacker only, help. Though, that's they the need only linebacker thing. help. That's the only thing well, they, I can think of, though, they is they can still stuff. go get yeah. linebackers because But they so could have gotten up. better linebackers when the better linebackers were available. Potentially. But here's the real question. Is the Aaron Rodgers thing even in no. play, or is it a complete fucking pipe dream? No. I mean, I don't see you know I, who he's we, playing in Green Bay. You know, I mean, listen, Washington football team is in a PR – they're they're in a PR mode. Oh, right? Big t- oh, so everything it, is, it, is Everything is ass. PR. Oh, yeah. Everything – they cannot take any risks. So that takes Deshaun – Deshaun Watson will be traded mm-hmm. this year. At some the question point. is, is he going to play? He might not, but, right. but the Texans have moved on. He wants out. The end. Of, so and that was before all the other drama, right? Wasn't yeah. it? Well, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think the Texans wanted Texans wanted him to go, but right. now they are sort of like, right, right. Yeah, we're out. But right. he asked for his trade before yeah, all the stuff. Before all that happened. Well, before we knew about it, but well, did he good, know about good it? Good point. Or your yeah. team, right. I'm sure the team knew about it. But the bottom line is that or he, knew about he it. would be an absolute coup, right, on the field. But off the field, he's a mess, and they can't touch him. With a and, and, and like you just said, in the current climate where they, they are, they, they, they can't afford to take. I mean, a they can't. They can't take that PR. Speaking hit. of damaged goods, real quick, did you hear the Dwayne Haskins news? He just got his ass kicked by his wife. I don't know the. He got his ass kicked by his wife, who got married to three or four months ago, and they just announced they were engaged like three days ago. Okay, Whenever so I heard on there. they got married in March right. or April, and then they were going to renew their vows. Right. It's a pretty quick vow. They were, yeah. She was the one at the strip club, right? When yeah, she's the one who basically got him in trouble. Yeah. I can't think of a worse uh, pro- management, professional management career. That uh, I mean, that guy cannot get out of his own way. No, he's I mean, a he's a nightmare. He's a nightmare off the field, and he's not much better on the field. Well, he's awful on the field. I can't <laughs> imagine. I can't imagine Mike Tomlin's going to have a lot of patience for that dude. I'd be. Sh- <clears throat> it wouldn't surprise me if they just released him here. In the What's the point? Weeks. I wouldn't right. be surprised either. What's the point? And then he's going to be struggling to find a job. Oh, yeah. Anywhere. He's going to be praying the XFL has a rebirth. I mean, I can't. He really <laughs> just fucked himself up. He really did. By not taking it seriously, by not being professional, by not studying. And, just and he had his chance was the Rivera regime. When they came in. They were probably giving him like boot camp style. Well, they gave him the starting job without like no questions asked. Yeah, well, maybe they, they basically. Asked, but no well, they, I, I think they had a list of demands, yeah, and he, just, like Jerry said, he filled maybe thirty percent of them, and well, they were like, "Well, see ya." I think it was JP Philly who said he's like, "All he had to do was not screw up, and he and, and he would have made an extra what eight, nine, ten million dollars next yep. few years on his rookie he's deal." Just, it's, Instead, it's inept yeah, yeah. management yeah. and decision making. He lost everything but his signing bonus, and now he's making league minimum. Yep, just because he was dumb. And yep. now he's probably going to get cut. Yep. I mean, it's so, just a fucking idiot. Dude. Yeah, so moving on from that, the quarterback situation is much better this year than where we stood last year. That's for Listen, dude, sure. I mean, it, it like most everything else, you know, rises and falls with, with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I like the dude. I do, too. I, I, I like the I, guy, I like the man. dude. I just hope he can – I mean, there will be games where he throws three interceptions in the first fucking no two question. quarters. And, 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 but you know what gives me hope is that – his teammates seem to like him. Yes. And he is the unquestioned leader, mm-hmm. right? And they will follow with him, and, and they will follow him wherever he goes, into the into the mouth of the shark or, or mm-hmm. to a victory, right? Right. So, and when you have that, it's a hell of a ride, but damn, I mean, I, I, think, I think you could win with that guy. 
I do too. And and here we we talked about earlier about like NFL players and you know being party animals and locker room guys or whatever. But you know NHL locker rooms are so unique in terms of that like inherent leadership that some guys just have or whatever. Fitzpatrick is like that guy. Right. He just comes in. He has a presence about him. He's smart. He works hard. He's likable. He's likable. And you're kind of like, well, shit. He's he's no obviously he's no Aaron Rodgers, but it's like shit. Well, this guy can win though. You know, so and, and here's my concern. But he's not a world beater, obviously. Right? Here's my concern. A lot of what now I think the I think Washington needs some linebackers. I think that's a I think they're still deficient. And there's that a area. void there for sure. But um, he doesn't have to shoulder everything like Aaron Rodgers does and score forty because you know the other team's scoring thirty. Right. right? Washington has a pretty good defense, really good defensive line, and a pretty good secondary. And Rivera is a fairly conservative ball control coach, right? That's a fact. So, except when he goes for two. Except, <laughs> yeah, but generally, you know, teams aren't scoring 40 on him. Right. 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 So Fitzpatrick largely needs to not lose the game, and that's sort of out of his character. So the question is, is can he sort of control himself in the situations where you have one-on-one coverage down the field, it's third and eight, uh, if I take the sack, we punt, and we're you know we're up by three, and maybe that's that's a good play, that's a smart, or throw it away, or do I just I'm, I fucking I go for it, dude, mm-hmm. and you throw it one on one, and either it gets completed or it gets picked, mm-hmm. right? That's one of those plays though, that specific idea, and I think we probably talk about more in college, but if it's downfield, it's more like a punt anyway. Who well, cares? I mean, in that example, maybe it's like an you know maybe it's not. 40 yards down the field, maybe it's 10 yards down the field, and he's trying to get the – I mean, the defense is the right yeah. defense. The defensive coordinator called a good play. Can he just throw yeah. it away? Right. Realize they that get, deflection. It's yeah. when you're on the 29 and, or the yeah. 30. And, and realize, hey, look, dude, and, they, they yeah. got us on that. They, right. they got us – instead of trying to force it in there, mm-hmm. can he just not do that? Uh, because I think, I think Washington will, will be in a lot of games where it's one score or the other. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's yep. seven yeah. or less either way. Yeah. They're not going to be blowing teams out, and they're not going to get blown out. And that's what worries me a little bit is their margin for error is still very small. Well, that, that's you – know? and then yeah. so – but that's not conducive. He's, what his reputation is not is to make good decisions all the time. Yeah, he's not a game manager, right. you know. I mean, Aaron Rodgers <clears throat> makes good decisions most of the time. Tom mm-hmm. Brady obviously <clears throat> is the best ever at it. Um, and, you know – even well, like even like guys like Deshaun Watson make better plays. I mean, they also can run. Well, right. I think yeah. with Fitz, what you're going to see is you feel like you're in much better shape if you're down seven going into the fourth quarter, but you might be a little scared if you're if you're up, up three or up right. seven. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Because because at the yeah when it's crunch time, he can fuck it up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he has a history of fucking it up. He does. And he, he has does. a history of making amazing comebacks too. He'll throw the pick to take you. From being up by three with two minutes left, down by four, and then getting you a touchdown. I mean, he he's got that sort He'll of. He'll do guns. both. We'll do yeah. both in two series. Right. So it'll be interesting to watch. Thank God I won't watch any of it. But, uh, <laughs> when does uh, when does official training camp start? What about a week and a half? It's, yeah. yeah, it's usually in August. Yeah. I think it's like yeah, last week of July. Yeah. Yeah, I think certain teams you know start a little bit earlier 27th is the number i I thought i heard we start we start the first uh, like august 2nd so that's that's why i assume yeah you know but i am so ready for football yeah i'm excited man and and uh speaking of when guys come back when did the when did the college kids come back is that that first week in august as well it's all about saying yeah yeah i am not going to the maryland game i'm making that official now well you've made it official before i'm i'm holding out until midnight the 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 
day before the game. No, I'm gonna go. To the, I'm gonna go to the Division Three game, and I just, I just, I have no, I, I right. really That's have right. no interest in going. You have said it many different ways, but I think the best way you put it was, it's a no win for you. You're I like, just, if WVU wins, which they should. We're going to be like, oh, yeah, WVU, you know. they. It, and if, and know, if Maryland man. somehow wins, it's, Listen, it's a no-win for you. Loxley is an awful coach, and I'll say that on the record. He's just terrible. And the things I'm hearing about him in the offseason from my guys verify that their coaching staff is a disaster. <laughs> but what they do is the first two games, they come out strong. Yeah. I wish West Virginia was playing them the fifth game yeah. instead of the first game because they come, their quarter, Maryland's quarterback is better. Um, by far, and you know, I just Jeremy. Any word from him? Have you guys been texting? Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me let Leah know here that Jerry's giving him some shine. So, um, so I, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me at all. But I just don't want to deal with that shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't want to deal with Mitch. I don't want to deal with you guys. I, you know, I'll be upset. I don't. I want to be left alone. And I don't know. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, well, you don't have to worry about us. We're we're actually good fans with opposing. I don't you know. know. It's, uh, for some reason, when Todd took his fucking shirt off in the rain, that pissed me off. I don't know. I thought he was like mocking me, <laughs> mocking well, no, you. No, hey, I, I, I did it. I did it to mock yeah. you personally. I, now, Todd, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm reasonable. Now, if, if <laughs> I'm, I, not, if, no, I'm <laughs> saying how unreasonable yeah. I am, I, I felt Listen the way up. I felt. I, if I had done that. You should have been offended. <laughs> Todd, different story. <laughs> They'd have been running yeah. for the hills. No, but, you know, and 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 to their credit, all the morons on the West Virginia boards that I talked to, right. I mean, Maryland sucks. Fuck it, right? But some of them are like, dude, they come out strong. They do. Like, I would say a lot of the the more posters I respect really sort of feel the way I do, which makes me even more nervous, right? Because they recognize that Neil Brown does not score points. Mm -hmm. West Virginia does not score. I mean, they will they'll play solid football, and it's boring as shit. But they do not score, and if 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 Maryland scores twenty five or more, they're going to win. And that's like, how the fuck do you lose to Maryland? Like Mike Loxley, Mike Loxley is like the worst coach statistically in the history of football. <laughs> do you think? You know I who's know. killing it, by the way. Who's that? Rutgers. Rutgers is fucking killing it. Shiano has a top seven class. Shiano's a good coach, man. Seven four stars, man. How is? <laughs> how do you go to that shit school and say, yeah, that's where I want to play? I I, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, that worries me a little bit because they're one of the they're one, they're of the one of the they're you, one of the contemporaries, and, yeah. and, and now you can't. Um, um, I'm telling I, you, look, guys. I think Maryland's roster is is talented, and that gives me hope because yeah. you know, look, Fridge won a lot of games in a bad ACC with a very average roster. Let's just call a spade a spade, mm-hmm. right? We won eight or nine games a few years in a row, and everybody's like, "Oh, it's the greatest thing ever." ACC was really fucking terrible. There's only two teams that were worth the yep. shit. I'm the same way with you. When Rodriguez was having all, we were in the Big East, dude. Right. We had Miami and Virginia Tech, and then we had Connecticut. Yeah. You know, USF. <laughs> and then we one. took fucking Edsel, and we saw what that did. Yeah, you know? USF I mean, every once in a while. So it was a mirage. Right. Now we play in the Big 12, and we get fucking exposed. Well, yeah, you can't hide. You, you know? can't. Even yeah. when you're going on the road to, like, Missouri, you can't hide. You That's can't, a legit In the school, Big 10, you, know? you, can't, you can't fucking hide, no. man. So... So I don't have any visions of grandeur, but I will say, talent-wise, this roster, it seems that since Loxley has been there, every year the talent pool has risen. Well, I can tell you, here's, here's my scouting report, and it's not going to change for that game, right? West Virginia has a pretty good offensive line and a really good running back. 
So they're going right. to pound. And they have a really good defensive line and a decent secondary and pretty good line. I mean, their defense is pretty good. Mm-hmm. It will be a it will be an old school sort of game. Mm-hmm. The question is is uh, you know West can Maryland win on first down because West mm-hmm. Virginia if they get five on first down they will control it and they'll keep the offense off and they have a pretty good shot. But if Maryland can win on first down and you're making this kid throw in situations where he's not comfortable throwing, like West Virginia has receivers that can get open, they just fucking can't catch. <laughs> Right? I mean, and they're returning all of them, which everybody says is great. Well, if you're returning a bowl of shit, (laughs) it's still a bowl of shit, right? But they have all these guys that are 6'3, 6'4. They have a kid from Northwest who's Uh probably going to be in a rotation. He's legit. Yeah, he's very good. Um, So they have, they have, like, but they will be ball control. The question is whether or not Maryland up front can withstand. Because that running back is NFL type running back. I I, I completely agree with your <clears throat> you know scouting report, and I have had the vision that this game is going to be statistically dominated by WVU, ball control. They're going to rush for two hundred yards. They're going to keep the ball. They're going to do whatever else. The question is, but can Little Tua break one? Well, Little Tua, Raheem Jarrett, right. Dante Demas, and Little Tua, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like those three guys are more explosive than anybody West Virginia has. They are, and if if Raheem Jarrett has two catches for eighty yards and two touchdowns. That's right. like a, yeah. We could see like a Hayward Bay against exactly. Miami game, you know, yeah. where, you know, Maryland wins 14-10 because they made two big plays and West Virginia had the ball the whole time but couldn't do anything with Which it. Which will know? make me want to commit suicide. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, I'm serious. Like, if I fucking see that shit in West <laughs> if Virginia. If that happens, West Virginia, I, I'm going to double down on, on season tickets for the Caps and bring you back. Okay? West Virginia has 150 <laughs> more yards in time of possession. It's 10 minutes and they still fucking lose. Uh, I will just lose my shit. That's what I can't see, and that's my fear because I can actually see that happening. You know, I could also see Maryland having a couple big plays early and having a false sense of bravado, and they're jumping around, they're getting excited, and then West Virginia just salts the game away. Well, because, West, because their offense and defensive right. line are going to be better than Maryland's. Yeah. West Virginia's best thing is if they just take it and they just right from well, zero, they just ground and pound and by take the, the fourth, air out of the football. And by the fourth yeah. quarter, they're up by ten yeah. with the ball, and they just and Maryland can't yeah. fucking well, stop. What them worries Maryland. me is Maryland's scoring, but they're scoring in about two and a half minutes, exactly. so they have eight minutes of time of possession the whole yep. first half, and the game seventeen fourteen. Yep, right. and it's just like well, that was my fear last year against. Um, Penn State. It was my fear against uh, Minnesota, um, and we ended up pulling those games out. Well, West so. Virginia. I mean, like I said, Maryland beat Texas. West Virginia rarely beats Texas, right? Uh, Maryland beat Penn State. I don't think West Virginia could go up there and beat Penn State. Yeah, but then Maryland shoots. You know, I think once other coaches get game film on this particular Maryland team, mm-hmm. that's when it. Th- there's no surprise, right? Because I think probably Maryland comes out with something that they haven't shown before, and they have good athletes, and they can get on you. But once you put it on film, and they're like, "All right, I'll be ready for that." Look, mm-hmm. you know, then it's like, I don't think Maryland's out coaching anybody throughout the course of the year. Unfortunately, I'm pretty sure you're right. Look, right. I like <clears throat> I like Loxley as a man, as a human, and I think he's the right coach for this Maryland program at the right time. With all the shit that's going on in the world. Like he's the right guy, being like the homegrown guy with the inroads to all the the local schools and the local talent. He's a recruiting machine. His pedigree from Alabama is no joke, and all that kind of thing. I'm not going to ever say during a game he's going to make an adjustment that's going to win a game for Maryland. That's just not ever going to happen. <laughs> okay, that's my concern for sure. <clears throat> Jerry has said it before. If he's able to play the CEO role and get guys that are legit coordinators, up-and-coming coordinators, and let them take the reins, that's the best recipe for Maryland to have the ultimate success. You know? 
Um, <clears throat> but I have, I don't think our coaching staff is inept, but it doesn't blow my socks off either. Yeah. So I think you think it's inept. I think it's inept. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, um, but then again, when you play Ohio State, Michigan, and Iowa, and they can make a lot of coaching staffs look inept. Yeah. Oh, no, for sure. You know. For sure. You're basically playing an NFL offensive line three or four games during the year. Right. You know, uh, that's, yeah, that's not easy. Um, yeah, you know, we'll see. So, what's, uh, so what are you thinking in terms of Washington football team um, as far as D goes? Do you think they're going to make any additional moves? You know, do you think they're going to unload a guy like Payne or, no, or an no, extra I, D line? I think, or anything, I think their or? roster's pretty set. And what I think will happen, though, is that there will be a veteran cut somewhere mm-hmm. in, in, yep. in training camp, and, and probably Washington will pick one of those up. Arizona still hadn't cut one of their uh, linebackers like mm-hmm. Hicks, but I think yeah, I, nothing happened nothing in July happened. June first. No, but, I, but we all I thought that yeah. everything was going to hit the fan, and nothing happened. Well, I think yeah. they probably want to, you know, obviously they want to see what he can do and what what the young guy looks like. Yeah, right? sure. You're yeah. not going to cut him without seeing him in some action, and if sure. he's as good as advertised, then you cut him, it, and you give him enough respect to do it early enough where he could pick pick up. You know, you don't do it like at the. I would hope they wouldn't do it. Like week um, three, week or, or <laughs> right even the last week, yeah, right after that last. Pre- now are they playing three preseason games? Three preseason, and then games. they're going to roll into seventeen, yeah. right? Yep. So okay. I would think after the first week, you'll see a veteran mm-hmm. come and go. I think that Washington will pick up a, another uh, linebacker, okay, um, some veteran there. But I think by by and large, man, they're going to roll with what they got. You know, I was looking at JP Finley's charts and everything over the last week. It really is a good roster. It's a good roster. I mean. I, I, Again, I don't want to be this homer and go, we value our guys or whatever, but there's very few holes. And no. the holes are glaring at linebackers. Solid. You know? I mean, roster-wise, they're, they're more solid, certainly than Philadelphia, and I think they're more solid than Dallas. Now, Dallas has the, the show players. Well, yeah, Dallas has, well, just like we just described with Maryland. I mean, Dallas is going to have the premier talent they, yeah, at the they, got, they, got the, they got the best player at the best position, so automatically they're going to be tough to beat. Sure. Um, but... You know, Washington is pretty fucking solid. They're and they, good. They have good and corners. I, I think, they have good safeties. And, and this is where, again, maybe I overvalue the coaching aspect of it. But I think Washington coaching staff is better than anybody else in the division. Probably, I would I, say. Yeah, I, mean, I yeah. would say Rivera. I would say definitely. I mean, you yeah. don't know about you know the new guy in Philly necessarily, but McCarthy. He sounds like a moron. Uh, the guy in Philly sounds like an idiot. Uh, um, he'll have some early season bravado, but we'll in, see how that plays is out. New York is it? It's not a rule. It's a. Who's the guy in New York? Uh, rules, rules in Carolina. Carolina. Um, I can't even remember who's in New York. That's but, uh, how great but, he is. But they've had, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They've had the revolving door but, there. Uh, new, the Giants own Washington. They do. It doesn't really they matter do. what right. the records or You're the right. roster. And if Saquon is healthy, he scares the living shit yeah. out of me. Yeah. That guy's so good, you know. But you know what? I mean, like I said, I like what Rivera's building. I think roster-wise they have the most solid. But, they, you know, like I said, you get a couple injuries. Fitzpatrick doesn't. You know, make some key mistakes. They're going to be in most every game, but they're also going to win some close games. Mm-hmm. So it, it's going to come down to the fourth quarter. It's going to be a lot of, you know, buttholes are going to be tight. Yep, watching yep. that game, and it's going to come down to a few plays. Any um, who's doing hard knocks this year? Dallas. That's what I heard. Ah, fuck. I'm done with hard knocks. <laughs> I like it. I like seeing the shit talking in the locker room and stuff. But I don't want to see fat ass McCarthy. He's an idiot. Look, he had success in Green Bay. I actually like the guy. I think he's a good dude. But I just I, everybody's like he's elite. He's elite. I, when you have Aaron Rodgers, it's easy to look elite. Yeah, you know well, I, I don't know that's about true. that. 
That's, I mean, you that's know. true. If you have Tom Brady, yeah, like I think Bruce Arians is severely overrated. Yeah, but when you have Tom Brady, uh, and Bruce is a Arians, good man. I mean, I, I, how many times did I mean I, I noticed it that Bruce Arians would do something and Tom Brady would be like no <laughs> and just do something different. Well, wasn't it Leftwich also? Yeah. He was the O coordinator. Yeah. He was Leftwich and Brady basically carried that team. Right. You know? And Bruce Harris, he's like the old Bobby Bowden. Like, are we on offense or defense? <laughs> like, they would give Bobby Bowden a headset. It's like but he wouldn't even lose. Get on the field, boys. Let's go. He Come would. On, Bobby Bowden. Let's go. Bobby Bowden. What, what play are we running? Are uh, we on offense? Okay. Uh, Jameis Winston's out there. He's pretty good. Let's <laughs> yeah. Give him the ball. Let, let, let him throw the ball. Let him yeah. throw the ball. Um, yeah. No, it's going to be fun, man. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, football getting back and starting up and, you know. Um, with the hockey, you know, stuff going on, it, it's piqued my interest because, I, again, as far as the, the the landscape of live sports right now, it is the dead zone. Can I just tell you how happy Major is that we're doing he a podcast? He is so excited to <laughs> he see He hasn't us. been this animated since we got back. From he was vacation. just hopping like a bunny. <laughs> All right, let me tell you about my vacation. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's go Went to Turks and Caicos, came back on Saturday. Well, we got, we got to Turks and Caicos. We flew from Charlotte, and our plane was broken. So we had to wait in Charlotte Airport to take a, a non-broken plane, which we yeah. did. Because in Charlotte, there's about a 1,000 American Airlines <laughs> planes, so they just picked another plane. So our delay was really only about 25 minutes. So pretty uneventful travel uneventful, on the way down? Great. But we went out of a different gate. Okay. On the way home, we were getting on the plane from Turks and Caicos to go to Charlotte, and they announced that our plane was broken. Mm-hmm. So they were going to wait and uh, see if they could repair it. Um, apparently they got a part in. I learned this after the fact, but they don't have a mechanic in Turks and Caicos, which is a problem because they all just stare at the fucking part, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it looks they, like it'll work. Yeah. Yeah. So they, so they gave anybody it, YouTube they, it? They, yeah, they, <laughs> they gave us a voucher to a to a place. Well, that night I find out nobody told us except other passengers that our COVID test had expired because we took it at oh. beaches and so and everything in Turks and Caicos is closed on Sunday, so we probably can't fly out on Sunday. So we spend. Um, about $400 to get everybody tested by some mobile unit, which you're just paying them 60 bucks to give you a test. I'm right. sure. I mean, they did swab my nose, but I'm sure I don't. And I didn't give a fuck. They put it under the quote scanner. Yeah. Yep, you're good. So, yeah. I mean, they told us within it's, 35 seconds. It's negative. Right? Everybody's negative. He's got documentation. So on Sunday, we get back to the airport and I, I tell the person at the Turks and Caicos airport, which is about five uh, airline desks that's mm-hmm. about it yeah i said listen dude dude just tell me honestly are we going out today because if not i'll book there's probably 12 flights that come out of here to various places on the eastern seaboard just i'll take one of those right okay. oh yeah buddy looking good all right <laughs> so we got there at 10 and by <laughs> two, gonna win don't worry about yeah, it by two by two the the plane is just sitting there it's not even on right <laughs> It's not and, even on. And so, uh, <laughs> they didn't turn it on. Can't, can't yeah. find the keys. <laughs> I mean, usually you can see some shit coming out of the back. <laughs> right. Nah, this wasn't even on. And nobody's like doing anything out there. It's like, right. So Holly sends her kids to Atlanta to get to Charlotte because then they're, they're going somewhere else. So we got rid of those two. We got which, rid what, of those. Yeah, which I thought was crazy that, you know, they're sending her kids just by herself, but that leaves us with four. About four, we're still not boarded. We're supposed to leave at 10. And I'm starting to real think, quick. You're masked up the whole time in the airport, right? I mean, you're supposed to be, but okay. by that time, I've thrown it down and challenged people to a fucking duel. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> so, um, I get on the website. I go over to the United has a flight to Dulles the next day, hmm. and I said, "How many is there? Is there space?" He said, "There's four seats." 
And I said, well, that's a coincidence because there's four of us. He said, dude, this is the teller. You're not getting on an American flight. I can guarantee they're, they're not going to give you a plane. They're going to reroute you somewhere that you don't want to go at some time you don't want to go. He <laughs> said, my advice is just get on our plane and then fight with them and see if you can get reimbursed. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise you're going to be stuck here for at who knows when because they will not bring another plane. They kept telling people they'd bring another plane to pick us up. They won't do that. Right. <laughs> so it. we got that. We got on that plane. Sure enough, an hour later, we still stayed mm-hmm. because we had – travel insurance that we could have canceled um sure enough they canceled the flight and they're rerouting us to newark at 11 o'clock on sunday night newark new jersey yes and i said well, i've been there it's not nice i said where do we go from there she said well you'll have to deal with that when you get there <laughs> really you're sending me and my family to newark with no connecting flight we have to sleep in the airport and try to find something on monday morning or I could take this freaking United flight. Yeah, major. I could take this United flight to Dulles where I live the next day, right? And she's like, well, we might not pay for that. And I said, I guarantee you you're going to pay for that, right? So Holly then sits me over on the wall next to my girls. She says, my talking is done. Uh, so we you, did, had your, you had your moment, counselor. Right? We, booked the, uh, we booked the flight, and the next day, we went in there like world travelers. We knew where to go. We knew where to sit. We knew what part of security we line we wanted to be in, what we didn't. We yep. knew where the outlets were. It was our third consecutive day there. <laughs> Izzy got uh, called to um, – she got called by security for all these checks, but that got us on the plane earlier. Nice. It was it – was, we got home on Monday. Um, well, Godspeed. Good, glad to have you back, man. 4700 bucks <sighs> later. So I've – put a claim in with united so we'll get back to you in five days i'm sure they won't i'm, <laughs> nah, sure. I'm sure i'm sure it's i told him i told you'll the get la- vouchers the, la- some the shit. last thing i told the ticket agent was your airline is going to be called jerry hyatt's american airlines <laughs> she didn't know what the hell i was talking about <laughs> i thought that was pretty funny is that when it was that when holly was like you're done <laughs> she, well that was yeah i was said that sort of as i was being escorted back to the wall with the minors with with my children but no it's just you know they they lied to us about about the status of the plane right if they'd have told us i mean there were people on our plane when it first got canceled saying bro i travel all the time this is not getting fixed. They don't have, you know, this is not an airport for mechanics. I was like, no, they told us we'll be fine. You know? <laughs> right. no, it's, They're yeah. pulling out the duct tape, like Cleveland, in, Cleveland Indian style. I must say, I've, I've, I've been stuck a couple times in my life. When I was single and I was by myself, I didn't give a fuck. You didn't give a shit. Dude, we got stuck one time and it was just Andre and I. And we were like, they were like, yeah, we, we're not going to get you home today. We were like, uh, you don't understand. Like, we got, at least you had your kids with you. Mm-hmm. Now, three days, that's fucking bullshit. That sucks. Is there a more unsettling feeling? No, I, like, I, I can't, can't get off. You can't do anything. I was screaming, I can't get off this fucking island. I didn't have a COVID test. Nobody would help me. You spend We spent a million dollars at beaches, and they said, no, you can't come back and get another COVID test. Really? Yeah, right. It's a five-minute fucking test. You can't just put us up in, the, uh, in that nurse's office and give us another COVID test? Seriously. Where did you stay for those three days? Was it something near they the did, airport? They did. Now, now air, American did give us vouchers for a pretty decent place over okay. by the. Uh, it, I mean, it was a night. I, I thought we were going to be like some place like six, like in Hagerstown, you know, <laughs> right. where I'd have to keep watch and then like I'd go to sleep for a couple hours and Holly would stay <laughs> up. Right? No, it was a nice place. Okay, and they cool. Did give us food vouchers, so it it so that part it was just the it was really just sort of watching all these other flights take off. I know, and we have a plane that's just fucking sitting there. Yeah, that's uh... in Miami's. 
49 minutes away. You can't just bring a plane there and fly us to Miami. Seriously. You know, just get us back to the States so we can have more options and getting out of there. You know, it's God like, damn, that's mm. annoying. And well, the, glad to have you back. Yeah, I You're was back uh, in one piece and clearly not. Uh, now I'm extremely <laughs> fucking poor. I need more people to listen to this goddamn podcast. <laughs> so we get some sponsors. You hear that, people? That'll help. Definitely. Uh, all right. Well, um, I wish I had a more exciting story. Um, I don't. It's been nice, chill. So don't fly American Airlines. Fuck them. Yeah, they're, so they're not going to be sponsoring they're the podcast. They're not going to be sponsoring. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, fuck it. Let's get out of here. Anything else for the week, gents? Let's go drink some beers. Let's Sounds do it. Good. Wings, beers, and tears. Give us a listen because God knows Jerry needs the resources I now. Need, so I let's need, go. I need some good things, guys. <laughs> let's ramp up the listenership. Let's go. Do it. All right. Till next week. Wings, beers, and tears. Peace. Peace. See you.